This episode of Toro Talk is brought to you by our sponsor, Castaño Group. Timepieces for the hungry and ambitious. A Castaño timepiece is built for those that aren't afraid of being truly independent. Check them out at www.castanogroup.com. Welcome to the first episode of Total Talk, uh, where we discuss side hustles, small businesses, and entrepreneurs who are driven by passion. Uh, my name is Melo, and today we're going to be interviewing a close friend of mine and business partner, Hans. Uh, Hans Gomez is the founder and co-owner of Cyberate Creative and has recently started another business venture uh, called Sneaker Motive. Uh, Hans, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. And uh, excited because this, this will be the first time on a podcast. No, I love to hear it, man. That's awesome. I'm happy today you uh, took the time to uh, to join us. Um, I mean, tell us about tell us about Hans. Who who are you? Awesome. So, a little about me. Um, I just turned 27 this year. Um, I'm very driven. I think a lot about um, what I'm doing nowadays is really based off of who I was growing up um, as a Mexican American. You know, grew up um, very hardworking. My parents always instilled that on me is to always, you know. If you want something you got to work hard for it regardless of you know the outcome you gotta you gotta work for it so I feel like my dad uh as hard as he was on me I think he really taught me how to really own up to that entrepreneur spirit so I think you know growing up and you know going to school and just trying to find a way to kind of hustle on the side kind of sell if it was video games if it was trading cards if it was you know even sneakers so little bit about that is what kind of fueled into where I'm going now uh, right after college is you know starting different businesses and going about that you were uh, you were flipping cards and sneakers growing up yeah you know me man any way to make a quick dollar <laughs> dude that's the way to do it man that's awesome I um when I was younger I used to like print out like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I would like paste the really rare ones onto like old <laughs> you know shitty cards and I would sell them to kids around my neighborhood and be like yo this one right here, five bucks. This one right here, ten bucks. <laughs> so I know exactly. I know. I know exactly the feeling, man. That's awesome. No, that's sweet. I mean, I I think a lot of people can really relate to that, and and you know, kind of uh, taken. You know, you you've obviously taken a different path than most people growing up. But you know, you're seems like you're, you know, the the fact that you're very driven has a lot to do with like your you know your family growing up, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, so tell us, I mean, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, you're the co-owner and founder of, uh, of Cyberate Creative, um, and, and, uh, Cyberate Creative is a, a brand strategy, creative design and digital marketing agency. Um, so how, I mean, you tell us, how did you, what made you start Cyberate Creative? Why, you know, at what point did you say, Hey, I need to start this agency. I need to, uh, start working with small businesses. Like what was your thought process with that? Okay. Yeah, I love this question because I think what what main reason why I'm very passionate about that question is because the upbringing upbringing of why I wanted to start that business. Um, where I'm from, Round Lake, Illinois, is a very small community, very small town, uh, Lake County, Illinois. Say about an hour north of Chicago. Um, in that area, of a lot of minorities, especially you know landscaping companies, uh, construction companies, uh, the stereotypes mm -hmm. of a Hispanic business and um, a lot yeah. of them were very, very poorly represented um, and not much marketing at all, if anything, not even a website, nothing. So a lot of it was more word of mouth, word of mouth, and that's a that's a good strategy to have. However, a lot of these businesses were, you know, lacking on growth or wanting to optimize how they, they 
they did their day-to-day -day businesses or um, um, you know certain uh, tasks. And so what I why I wanted to start Cyber Eight was because I wanted to help the unrepresented, a lot of the smaller businesses, especially minority-owned businesses. And it's not just Latino businesses; it's a lot of you know African American businesses, Asian businesses. So my biggest push was wanting to help those you know small communities. Um, to really help them with a lot of their branding, their, their digital marketing strategy, um, with a lot of graphic design, whether that's merch design, anything like that. Because, you know, I, I look at another good example is like my parents, they own a construction business and for many years, they've always just had the same repeating customers. And so I, I think that's where that idea kind of spawned from was because I was like, you know what, all these, all these companies are just living by off of return customers, repeat customers, clients. And so I figured, you know, what could be the reason for that? What would be the strategy to get new customers that maybe don't know of them or hear of them? And then you start seeing the little plot holes, you know, reasons for why um, businesses such as my parents don't really get a lot of new clients or new customers is because they're very poorly represented, uh, don't have enough marketing or branding per se to really stand out even beyond their radius. So um, that's really the biggest push on why I wanted to start Sabrate. Um so, and ever since then, it's just, now it's just kind of fluctuating to this, this thing where um, I'm just getting an influx of a bunch of different clients outside of just construction and, um, you know, landscaping businesses. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's big. And, and, you know, you never really realize how underrepresented a lot of these small businesses are until you actually, you know, you're walking around Pilsen or Little Village in Chicago, you know what I mean? And you yeah. see that a lot of these small businesses um, don't really have any, any, any big marketing plans, you know, they just kind of plop a sign up on their door and they say, Hey, 50% off today. And like, kind of let the word of mouth deal with it, which like you said, is a very, very big, it's, you know, it's a good strategy, but nowadays where a lot of things are becoming more digital, I think that's um, a lot, it, it's a lot more, you know, there, it's a lot more effective. Right. Um, so what kind of, I guess, what kind of clients did you have at first? Well, you know, who were your first clients and what kind of work did you do? Um, with these, with these, you know, uh, primary clients. So initially, uh, I would say kind of like my test run with starting Sabrate was initially I wanted to start with my parents' company, um, helping them uh, rebrand, uh, you know, whether that's from a new logo, a fresh new look, uh, a brand statement of who they are, their slogan, what they represent, um, who they are as a company and their services. Uh, at that point, we went on towards, you know, business cards and then, but to really finalize on everything, I wanted to make sure that my parents had a business, uh, or sorry, a website for their business, because everything kind of has to, you know, revolve around each other. Everything has to align when we're talking about visuals and design. So I wanted the whole brand to be a package to be together. Um, so working with them first, I saw some success. I started seeing a lot of people starting to reach out. And it's really because it's it starts to become like an eye candy where people are like, man, this business looks interesting. How I've never heard of them if they've been around for more than 14 years. So that's, I think that's a big plus for me when I look at stuff like that, that makes me wanna achieve the same results when I work with other, other small businesses. Um, another company was another family business of mine or uh, of my, another business of my family. Um, an uncle of mine has a landscaping business that I helped to also rebrand. Um, we didn't do a website, didn't work on a website for them, but I did do like their new brand new logo business cards. And again, it's all word of mouth when you're spreading, you know, you're, you're giving away your business card, different places, people start to, to remember the name, the look, the color. 
of that card, of that brand, of that logo. And so people start attaching it to their needs later on. So then it just, you know, becomes this chain of events where, you know, people heard of you and they're like, man, I, I remember running into this guy and I have his business card and, you know, he does these certain services and I've been thinking of doing it for this summer. So it starts to go like that where, you know, those I started working with, you know, uh, family businesses first to, again, more so to just kind of test where my strategy, my creative strategy would, you know, go along with a lot of these businesses first before I can even start working with, you know, real-time clients um, in the, in a professional setting. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's sweet. And um, uh, is that kind of what you focused on at first? I mean, you were just kind of dealing with a lot of logo design, uh, website, website design for all these small businesses, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think it's because a lot of them, as much as I kind of look at it, like their dreams were bigger than their pockets. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, they had ideas for all these things for the business to like really blow up by the next season. And it's like, you can't really just go about it all in one hit. You got to have to do it gradually, you know, step by step. And so initially, yeah, I was working with just, um, you know, visuals as far as like graphic design, um, their website, um, stationary items, printouts, um, handout items and stuff like that. So it started very small like that. And then it got to a point where it's like, okay, now we got to work with like flyers and um, advertisements, promotions and stuff like that to really get the word out now that we're established. So yeah, I would say initially it was just designs. It was just um, a lot of that mostly because um, I wanted them to understand the scope of work you know, it wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't going to be overnight success for their business. And so I wanted them to kind of gauge that first with me. And that's kind of where I learned along the process. Yeah, no, that's big. That's awesome. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking through the website right now and like looking through some of these old clients. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, you know, uh, uh, Hans, you know, he, like I said, he's the founder of, of, of Cyber Aid uh, and he's a co-owner. And then at, at one point, a couple of years ago, I, I hopped on and I started kind of helping with the, um, with the marketing and strategy aspect of it. And then that's where cyber aid kind of became more, you know, not just a graphic design agency, it became more of like a brand strategy, you know, consulting agency where like we would sit down with clients and tell them like, Hey, your website is shit. Your strategy is, is terrible. Your brand does not make any sense. Let's talk about it. Let's fix it. But this is your episode. And I don't want to, I mean, I could sit here and talk about myself all day, but you know, <laughs> today we're talking about Hans Gomez, man. <clears throat> Uh, but no, that's awesome. So then, I mean, how, how do you think cyber rates evolved after the first couple clients, you know, obviously like we started focusing more on like brand strategy, you know what I mean? And, and, and at what point did you say like, damn, like this is, this is some good work. And I'm looking through the website right now and I'm going to see if I can, let me see if I can just like share the screen really quick. Um, just so people can, um, people can see what we have. So yeah, you know, this is the, the cyber eight website right now, you know, as you can see, like, let's look at some of the portfolio. You know, we have a like, like, there's a wide array of clients right here, you know, and here's some of the first clients, you can see some of this, this just very, very good, very detailed work, uh, you know, wide variety of work too, from industries in fitness, um, to, you know, like human needs, like a barber shop, uh, to e commerce, um, to, you know, services. Um, and in sports and entertainment, like, you know, that it's, it's everything. So, I mean, it's crazy because initially, like I said, my main focus was just helping small, small companies, small brands, 
Um, and I think it started to take off because when I started experimenting with other companies or, or other brands or just people wanting certain designs, I started going with a little bit more edgier kind of design, a little bit more eye-popping, something you would even wear on a t-shirt. And so at that point, it caught steam where I was sharing it on social media and people were like, man, I, you know what? I didn't even know you could design. Like, I would love to see some of that stuff. Like, can you do a business card for me? Can you do a logo for my, you know, photography brand or whatever it may be? And so, you know, at that point, I started exposing myself a little bit more to different industries. And that's when I kind of understood. I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe this this is for me, but just but also not just working with small businesses, small uh, construction businesses, but maybe even working in like uh, and like you know, as we just saw, like entertainment, um, like barbers, uh, barbershops, salons, um, you know, other than outside of construction, also like um, like food services and all that. So when I started seeing that and seeing those diversity of different clients coming in and different industries, I was like, okay, Sabrate is gonna, if it's gonna take off, I gotta get, I gotta get ready. And so, you know, again, so, you know, for everyone listening, when I, when Carmelo jumped on, it really helped out a lot because it's one thing where you're kind of taking on projects on your own, you know, the design aspect of it, but then, you know, word of advice, if you're gonna start a business, you always wanna go in with a team just because, you know, when you start doing things by yourself, you miss little details, you, you, you kind of lack in a lot of different efforts and other, um, really just every, other things that you might've missed that could have made the process better. And so that's kind of why, you know, when, when I started seeing Cyberate blow up, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta build a team <laughs> because um, who knows that, and that's all within a year when, um, you know, started, um, one of the coolest things that I, that I noticed was we, I would never imagined that Sabre would get into the music industry. And we started seeing that with different labels. That, that was the game changer. That was the game was, changer, man. That, that, was, that was big. It was big because we were like, it's crazy for everyone listening, man, this was the craziest experience because me and Carmelo, we, we saw this opportunity where we were like, okay, time to do some research, time to go into this and like kind of go in, you know, with a dry brush to understand what it is that we needed to do and how to get it done and how to go about with these clients, like what packages can we offer, what um, processes. And so how do we integrate their business model into, integrate a business model into what they currently have, what systems they currently have as artists. And so, you know, we started looking into it, what platforms took off better, um, how to drive results into certain platforms, more views, more clicks, everything. And so as we started getting into that, we're like, man, if we can take this on with music, what else can we really do? And so that's kind of like where, you know, started seeing that with Sabre where I was like, okay, so we can adapt. We can definitely adapt to different industries. And that was the coolest thing about it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That was that, that, you know, the music industry, that, that was, that was a game changer. And, and even then I feel like, you know, now I, you know, a, a lot of our newer clients, they're, you know, we're getting a lot of artists that are coming in, you know, mm -hmm. which is, which is huge. Uh, but I mean, that's all, you know, really good positive stuff. But I guess, what would you say was um, like some of the hardships, um, you know, throughout this process of, of, of you, you know, starting Cyber Aid? What do you think was some of the difficult parts of, of, of the work that you've been doing or, or stuff that you've learned along the way? So from the very beginning, I think the struggling parts were the idea was there as far as what you wanted to do. What was the goal, I guess? Um, with starting the business. But ironically, as a designer, as someone with a creative mindset, I was struggling a lot with nailing down my brand, you know, and that's where the irony kind of kicks in, you know, because, you know, you're over here establishing different brands and uh, pretty much 
navigating everything to do with how design is standardized for these clients. And I couldn't even do it for myself. And it was, which, which is crazy. ironic, you know, it's a branding agency. Yes. <laughs> and then like, you know, you were kind of, I feel like at first we're like, all right, maybe the logo should look like this, or maybe the color should yeah. be this. And it's, you know, yeah, yeah. that's, that was it. That, that's big. Yeah. And, and so I think the, so the biggest, I would say the a big trial was as much as you, you want to practice what you preach of certain things that you're just, you're kind of struggling on because you just want to perfect it. And that's, I would say that's kind of my, where my OCD comes in very detail oriented. So when I see little things like that, I, I start to picture it on other things. So, you know, we started working, started working on the logo, started working on the branding itself for Cyberate. And as cool as it looked after a while, it started to die off. It's like, man, that's not what I want Cyberate to look like. I don't want Cyberate to come off weak. I didn't want it to come off vague or dull. And so, you know, I started changing and I started adding different color to it. And I'm like, yeah, after, again, yeah, yeah, same thing. You know, after a while, I was like, it's like, again, same thing. It's, it's not, it's not hitting right. Like I'm not vibing with this. So then, then a little bit more trial and error, trial and error, finally nailed it down. Cyberate became this like icon. It's at least for us, obviously, you know, for everyone else that might not know about Cyberate, but for those that do that, that image, that icon, our logo, it just kind of stands out very modern, very sleek. And so, um, you know, very, very happy to where it all developed and how it evolved. Um, so definitely I would say, you know, biggest, biggest challenge was, you know, finding the identity for cyber aid. Um, and really just because you just, it, if it's your baby, you want it to be, you know, yeah. how you mm -hmm. envision, how you want it to look. So and what so do you think about it now? The brand, the, the brand that cyber, the cyber aid brand right now, what do you think of that? What do you think the cyber aid brand represents right now? Honestly, I think it honestly represents change. It represents um strength i think it i would say um it's kind of like hitting a reset button and where that kind of ties in um where it's like a, a funny story with all this is because with a lot of brands a lot of companies we work with we always want to hit a reset button it's like you did it this way this is how you look now these are your results currently let's refresh let's hit that reset button let's get you really started let's get, let's build you from the bottom up again, you know, and that's where we start rebranding. Um, and so I look at, you know, the number eight for Cyber 8 actually in, I believe in, in Chinese culture, it represents um, to bring a, a, a new, to restart, to bring new to your life. And so when people ask, you know, why Cyber 8? And so the eight is really what, forget cyber and creative. We already know creative and then cyber, we're, you know, we're talking about technology and everything. But the eight really stands out because it, again, the icon for the eight represents to bring a new. And so for a lot of these brands is what we really wanna do is to just kind of refresh and bring a new to their look, to their business, their processes, or the way they do things. Um, and that's really what, what, what I'm happy about with, you know, going about with Cyber 8. That's big. I mean, I actually, that's, that's awesome. And that's, you know, it's always good that, you know, the brand has such a clear identity, such a strong identity that of like, you know, being new, refreshing that that's, that's, that's big. Um, what, you know, what, what, what clients do you think were your favorite uh, that you've worked on with Cyberite? Favorite clients or maybe toughest clients, or you don't have to say any names because they might be listening, but, um, <laughs> but what, what were some of your favorite clients, you know, maybe give them a shout out or something, some free advertising. 
We'll send them an in, we'll, we'll send them an invoice we, later, right? <laughs> we, we didn't. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't get any sponsorships on this one. That's so. true. That's true. We'll bleep out the names. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> no, no, it's all it's all good. Free clout. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I I would say my my personal favorite clients would be, um, I'd say the the ones in the fitness industry and the um supplement industry. Um, even though they're kind of the same, but um, I separate them because. The fitness, some of the fitness uh, clients that we've worked with um, have really just been about um, more about their brand and how they how they represent themselves online, their website, their socials, um, their content, their Instagram content. And then the supplement clients have just been about the graphic design and um, the overall look, social media content and all, everything to do with their product um, from label design. Um, I did some mock-ups for uh, Ghost Lifestyle, which is a huge supplement brand and, and apparel. Um, and that was more of like a freelance. It wasn't necessarily a commissioned project. It was more of just me wanting to work with, um, with, with that specific brand and, and showing how I can optimize and provide a fresher look for the brand and something and even innovate on some of some ideas for like, you know, uh, fitness expos uh, for a lot of their booth design and uh, uh, style. So um, those were my favorite mainly because I'm, I'm, I'm in, I, I love the gym. You know, I love working out. I love exercising. I would say I'm athletic myself. I've, I've done sports all my life. Um, and so that's, that's for that reason. Now, my hardest clients I would say is probably again, the music clients, because, you know, it's such a, such a early, um, or very, very fresh, um, market for us, you know, working mm -hmm. with them because, it's one yeah. thing where you're, you're, you're designing, you know, I've designed a lot of cover art and album cover designs for a lot of these artists, but then, yep. you know, getting into more of the analytics, the digital marketing and uh, music marketing, just overall of that, there's a lot of mon uh, numbers that you got to crunch, a lot of strategies you kind of have to formulate in order to really provide results. Um, and mainly because if you're basically, it's not just a person, it's their brand. So it's basically like, if they look bad, that's, that's my fault. <laughs> so I got to make sure that, you know, everything that we work with, with those, with, you know, with those clients, with those artists, that we make sure that not only do they look good, but their numbers look good. So that's, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. One of the hardest um, clients or industries that we've worked with, with uh, within CyberAid. Yeah. in the music industry, I mean, that's a whole different ball game, you know, like, like mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier, we, you know, we, you know, your experience was with small businesses at first, and then we started yeah. going into more of like the e-commerce route. And we, you know, we worked with either businesses who, who did all their work online or businesses who had like a brick and mortar store. And that was where all the experience was at. But then you throw in the music industry and it's like, man, that is a whole different ballgame. Like the right. rules are so much different there. The standards are just so, so much different there that it takes a while to... Um, takes a while to really fully understand it and fully get a grasp of it, but it seems like Cybrate's been doing an awesome job at at tackling that and and overcoming mm -hmm. all the obstacles for that. You know, which yeah. which is which is is not easy. It's tough. A lot of people will yeah. will say, "I don't have experience in music industry. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop." You know what I mean? Whereas Cybrate said, "Fuck it, we're gonna keep going," which is which is big. You know, mm -hmm. um, where do you see, where do you see CyberAid in the future? What, what, what do you, what do you see as, you know, where do you see CyberAid in the next year or in the next five, 10 years? So, okay. So being in, in today's climate with where we're at with COVID, it's really just kind of um, really thrown a wrench in the fan with 
where everything I wanted to take uh, or where I wanted to take Sabre. But no, you're not the only one, man. That's everybody. It's tough. (laughs) I mean, but the the cool thing is like, you know, as humans, we learn, we adapt and we come out stronger. Right. So I think the biggest thing with Sabre was, okay, at first I wanted to start, you know, if it got to that point, you know, start building an office, build a headquarters, building the team, you know, get, get, get an actual hub for everyone to start, you know, collaborating, working together, get clients to come in and meet us and everything. Um, but again, because of the, the, the change of, of, of events that, that happened all of 2020, um, it's kind of, again, it's, it, it's, it's taught me to just to change really the, the outline, the time frame of where I'm going to take Cyber 8. Um, so where I see it now is like <clears throat> everyone, every industry, every, every, well, every industry, every company has already known and adapted now and understood that everyone can work from home now. I mean, other than service and, um, you know, human to human uh, contact or yeah, those types yeah, of services. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, and different to those. So obviously everyone is already adapted to working from home. So I was thinking, you know, mm-hmm. where I would want to take Zabrate is kind of the same feel where it's like, okay, we, we're obviously got to, we got to stay up to trends. We got to stay up to date with a lot of technologies, with a lot of advancements in, in just social trends. So with that being said, um, the setting of where I wanted to take Zabrate was, people, we could build a team and they could be global. It doesn't have to be just in Chicago where we were founded. It doesn't have to just be yeah. in New York where we've extended. It doesn't have yeah. to be all the way in Richmond, Virginia, where I've now um, started the chapter here for, for yeah. Cyberate. So it could be literally anyone can work from anywhere. And the beauty of it is like, I think my goal is is really to to create this euphoric work environment where if anyone were to join our team, it's really just like, you can work from home. If you can get the job done, I could care less what, with how you're dressed, how you're doing it, you know, where you're at at the moment. You could be in the Bahamas and working from there, taking client calls and, you know, work, working with me while I'm, you know, at the gym or on the treadmill. Whatever the case is, Cyberate is something that is moving constantly with the people. And so that's kind of like where I want to take Cyberate is like as we move further and we move greater and we get bigger, obviously, you know, if it gets to the corporate level where we have to hire, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, then that's the goal. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the goal for any any business, any startups. And so when it gets to that point, obviously, then you start looking at, at, at those alternatives. But I think, you know, everything is so unpredictable now. You know, we don't know where we're going to get to maybe the coming year. And if this is a new norm, we have to get, you know, acquainted with. So then, you know, moving forward as, as, as a new way of life, then at that point, yeah, we got to start thinking about how, you know, we won't need the infrastructure. We won't need the big skyscraper buildings. We might just start doing everything from home and building teams from home. And so that's really the big yeah. picture with Cyber8 because, um, and I'll, and I'll kind of end it with this one on this note is that Cyber8, we've already, we've already, you know, witnessed and experienced um, that Cyber8 can really just take on clients from any industry at this point. Um, because again, Cyber8 is starting anew, learning to um, adapt and, and come about. So, everything that we've learned with Cyberate at this point, there's, it's, it's unlimited to where we can really take it. The potential for Cyberate is, is, is unlimited. It's, it's untapped potential at this point. So um, definitely yeah, that's definitely. where, that's the goal. That's awesome. So uh, no, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's big. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, Cyberate now has a couple freelancers that are kind of helping out with uh, video editing with like market research and, and, you know, some of the digital marketing. So, you know, yeah. Cyberate is definitely getting there. It's 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 you know a couple baby steps, but it, it's definitely getting there. Adding on a couple people to the team is is not far off, and I can see that happening. 
you know. So, I mean, tell us about, you know, just kind of switching lanes here. Tell us about this new business venture of your sneaker mode. Okay, so again, <laughs> just like anyone with an entrepreneur spirit, anything that they start new, they got to come about it with high energy, excited, passionate to do it. And for me, you know, just as much energy I provided for Cyber 8 when it started and to this day, um, I decided, you know what, I, I want to, I really want to start um, going into more of my passions, more of the things that I'm really interested in, really um, cater to, to really my interests. Um, so I started Sneaker Motive as a, like a sneakerhead uh, society and culture website. Initially, at first, I was telling myself I didn't want to start an apparel line. But as I started seeing people have interests in, you know, just the sneakerhead community, I was like, you know what, the sneakerhead community has a lot of people who are into sneakers, the hype around sneakers and new releases, old releases. And so I was like, you know what, but we don't really have a staple of like a clothing apparel or anything like that, that really um, showcases that, that sneakerhead community. And so I started Sneaker Motive because for me, I was like, you know what, I'm a sneakerhead myself. I love sneakers. Um, for me, it's not just about the trend. It's more about um, the motive behind wearing sneakers. And that's where that name came about is Sneaker Motive. Um, oh, nice. So, so, so like really like, for example, like, you know, there's days where you're like, you know, you, you just got a fresh cut, you're leaving your apartment, your house, whatever it may be, the basement, whatever. You got the honeys looking at you when you walk you know outside, like, the usual, you know right? Like, <laughs> you, you tell yourself, you're, you're hyping yourself up before you go out for the night and every guy does this and even females, we all do this. We're like, you know what, what shoe, like we can, we can pick out a fit, but the shoes are the staple. It's like the, the last piece of the puzzle where you're like, man, what, what? And, and so really when I say, so our motto is do what moves you. For sneaker motive, do what moves you is because whatever sneaker you get or whatever sneaker you put on for the night, for the day, do what moves you. Pick the one that, that that's going to motivate you for the day. That's going to like push you, you know? And so that's kind of like the idea behind it. I know it kind of sounds like Nike, just do it. But <laughs> um, for us, it's more of the motive, the motivation behind. Competition is good. Sneakers. Competition is good. <laughs> Little company, big company. <laughs> <laughs> small fish big no that's great that's great i mean i'm very i think i'm very excited to see where sneaker motive uh uh sneaker motives goes uh for those of you listening uh sneaker motive s-n-k-r-m-o-t-i-v.com check them out some pretty cool pair of lines uh we got the new launch eg 20 EG, sorry ej 20x uh coming out soon november what 12th is uh, that I right that's on the 18th um 18 yeah, november 18 changing the date i've, I've that's another thing too, is I'm trying to stay committed to the dates um, just so that all releases are consistent and rather than just, you know, switching them up last yeah. minute. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's definitely people listening here who, who obviously want to start something of their own, whether it's, you know, want to start their own small business or want to uh, start their own side hustle. I mean, what kind of, what kind of advice would you give those people? I always tell this to myself, if it sounds crazy, it's worth it. Um, reason because, you know, whatever it is that you want to do and say, you know, for example, like I, um, for example, I tell my wife this all the time. She's really, she, she's an esthetician. So she's a licensed esthetician. So she works with skincare and, you know, she loves doing makeup too. And so a lot of people, you know, when they go to college, they're not like, oh, I want to go to college to be a makeup, uh, you know, uh, a, a beauty person. Um, and so that's kind of like, those are more of like things you can kind of pick up outside of college. You don't have to go to school for those things. And so what I say is like, so for example, um, everything to do with, if it sounds crazy, just then it's worth it is because usually we want to go with what is going to, we always, some, most, most of the times we want to go with something that is going to produce the most money. That's going to, uh, uh, the higher reward. 
But at the end of the day, if you're not doing it with what you're passionate about, then you're not going to, you're not going to achieve that reward. So it's always like, you got to kind of like go about it with what you're passionate for. The money's last. You don't even think about it. At some, at one point you start seeing it, you know, an influx of it just kind of coming in is like, it's like a blessing. So you don't even think about it. So like, just like I tell my wife, you know, if, if this is your passion, just do it. I know it sounds crazy making this a career out of it, but trust me one day it's going to blow up. Same thing I tell everyone, you know what, Hey, you want to start a vlog uh, to talk about, you know, cars or whatever, do it. Trust me. I know it sounds crazy to think that one day you might leave your, you know, your career of, 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 of a four-year degree. And then all of a sudden this is going to blow up. It's going to happen. If you're just consistent, you're passionate, you're passionate about it and nothing else is going to tear that down. So, um, so the crazy part is really just the idea of like, man, this, this just sounds a little too crazy. I don't see myself, you know, um, stopping what I'm doing now just to start this, but trust me, you know, if it sounds crazy, it's worth your time. It's good. It's moving words, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. That's awesome. No, I mean, Hans, thanks a lot for the time. Uh, and again, for everybody listening, uh, Cyber Eight Creative, uh, Cyber, the number eight, uh, creative.com uh, for all your brand strategy, creative design, and digital marketing needs. Also, any sort of business consulting you might need, you know, check them out. Uh, all the uh, socials are, uh, what are the socials, Hans? Your IG is Cyber Eight Creative. All at, you could always find us on everything cyber eight creative together all together cyber eight creative yeah love it awesome perfect cool all right hans thanks a lot for the time no man problem. appreciate Peace. it all right take it easy